Let's go, girls. Come on. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and from coast to coast we've got you covered on everything from money, sex to beauty and love. And today we're going to add in aging or anti-aging with my wonderful fill-in co-host Jackie Silver. Jackie, it's great to have you back. Great to be here again. Thanks for asking me. Well, Linda Franklin is out being her fabulous self. Uh, I think she's at a Bloomingdale's event in New York City, so I'm really glad that you could pick up the New York City leg of the show fun all the time. Let's go. <laughs> it is fun all the time. And I got to tell you, I really love our topic today because uh, today's topic is all about 40 being the new extraordinary and it goes with 50s, 60s. Um, and it's all about like reinventing yourself second time around. And we've got a great guest today. We've got Mark Williams from Selling on the Edge. But before we bring our guest on, uh, Jackie, I want to tell you a little story that happened to me um, recently. When I was, and I know it sounds so lame, but like I was out watering my lawn and I was so sad and I was so frustrated and I wanted to just like be swallowed up by the dirt. And I was talking to my mom, you know, even though she's dead, um, I'm talking to her and she's like talking back to me going, I did not raise you to lay in that dirt and die. And I need you to get up, get over it, be that audacious girl I know you to be. And I really thought about it, um, Jackie, that by the time most of us get to be 40 years old, we have some, you know, we've got some serious baggage that we're, we're hanging on to. You know, we've got kids, we've got exes, we've got, you know, foreclosures and craziness, all this stuff that comes together. But what I'm finding is that when I did research for today's show, I found this like League of Extraordinary Women. And I know there's that movie, like, I think it's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But all these women, like, became superstars in their prime, like all post the age of 40. You know, I think of one lady who I I know very well, and she had had a car accident. She was convicted of manslaughter, really, really terrible things. She's married, successful company, rocking it, hitting home run. Home run. You know, we've you got, know, all, we've these got all these stories. I'm getting, a lot, I'm getting a lot of feedback. You got feedback? Well, I did hear it, but I think it was because of the story you were telling oh yeah it's my mom coming back from the dead that's just just you know we'll give her show credit um but the whole point is that we're living longer than ever before any time in history so 40 is just the starting point of the halfway point and i really want to talk today about you know this 40 being the new extraordinary and the statistics behind a second career and jackie you are always on top of this stat thing so what do you have to tell 
me about, you know, second time around, second career. I don't even know how to put it. Is there a great way you can put that? Well, you know, there is a great way to put it, and it's not even actually the great way that I put it. It's been called Encore Careers, and that's positions that combine income with personal meaning and social impact, and how recent survey boomers by MetLife Foundation um, has asked women and men who are in their 40s and older about, you know, going on into second careers. And of the people surveyed who are not already in second careers, half are interested in them. And as many as 8.4 million Americans between the ages of 44 and 70 had already launched Encore Careers in 2008. And by 2011, so three years later, it was already up to 9 million. That is amazing. But that's what I'm talking about. And I, what, what's this encore career? Like, is that, you know, we're like, I don't even know what that means. Like, it sounds good, but what does that mean, an encore? So it means that the second career that people, you know, get into as they get into their 40s and above, but as in, they're more interested in a career that not only makes money and income, but also somehow gives back. So nearly three in four of the people who responded in the survey expect that children in the U.S. will grow up to be worse off than people are now. And nearly 70% say that it's really important to them to leave the world a better place personally. So people who are in their 40s and above are looking for second careers that actually give back or have some sort of social impact in a positive way. Oh, I love that because, you know, that's so true. I see a lot of my my friends, you know, switching careers. Some of them might have been lawyers or business people, and they've chosen to, you know, create a charity or create, you know, a philanthropic-based company. Even our guest today, uh, Mark Williams, you know, he was a mover and shaker. I guess he still is, but a mover and shaker in Beverly Hills real estate. And here he turns around and writes this book, you know, to help real estate agents, to help them, you know, with so many of things that hold us back in life. Um but I want to ask you, with respect to this, Jackie, you are an aging backwards expert. You know, your whole company concept, agingbackwards.com, talks about, you know, when we get to that 40, 50, 60 um, point in our lives that that we want to be happy. We want to be fulfilled. I think something happens to us. Like in our 20s, we're kind of all, I know I was like totally selfish. And then my 30s, I had kids and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's about them now. Well, now I'm in my 40s and my kids are growing up and it's back to, you know, like kind of what do I want to do for my own fulfillment and happiness? But you're right. It's got that philanthropic aspect. I've been very blessed in my life. I can't wait to give back and create things that give back. Can you talk a little bit about how that ha- like how that affects our aging backwards in relation to happiness and fulfillment? Because I think there's something here that we're we're touching on. Well, going on this topic of giving back, you know, at, at any age, what's so amazing about giving back is that people get the helpers high from helping other people, and it really is. It's like it's it's like being high without any kind of drugs or outside influence, other than just helping other people. That's why saying the help. But, you know, there's also studies that show that people who volunteer on a regular basis are the healthiest and live the longest. And we're not talking just writing a check, although that's always welcomed by all of the good, you know, organizations that do that great work. But one-on-one 
in-person volunteering, people who volunteer are the healthiest and live the longest. And listen, let me just say one more thing. If someone doesn't know where to volunteer, there's a great website that's called volunteermatch.org. And you just put in your zip code, it tells you where in your area they're accepting volunteers. That's so important. It's so important, Jackie, because, you know, what I've noticed is that some, and I'm not saying all, but some of my gal pals, they have really, you know, hit their prime. They have hit a home run in their 40s. They look better. They sound better. They, they've they taken all those, like, poundings, you know, that we take, you know, as adults and became diamonds. You know, it's like you have to really squash, you know, carbon to make it a pretty diamond. I think that's what happens to us, uh, some of us as men and women, that, you know, we get squashed by life enough and it it like bumps off all our rough edges that we can really be the person that we were created to be um and a big part of that jackie and this is what i want to talk to mark about today among many things is is like pulling the trigger being willing to change i mean you have had a second career in your life and you started that not at 25 or 30 can you talk a little bit about that well sure thanks for asking you know my entire life I was a voiceover artist, and for people listening who don't know what that is, I would do the talking part of commercials and, you know, narrations and infomercials that you would hear me but not see me. And I also did some on-camera work. But late in my 40s, I just wanted to do something that was more helpful to other people. You know, sometimes if I did a voiceover for something that I was paid to read, I, if I didn't even believe it, I felt like I was really lying to these people or just doing a disservice. So I came up with Aging Backwards seven years ago, which I'm in my late 40s then, because I really wanted to do something to help people. And it's kind of an odd statistic, but studies have shown that more attractive people are more likely to be happy in life and get ahead. And I know that sounds shallow. It's not me saying it. It's according to a study by the University of Texas at Austin, and I actually spoke to Dr. Daniel Hammermesh in, on the phone and did a, an interview with him and got the scoop. So, yeah, I want to help everybody look their best and feel their best. I think that's really fantastic. And, you know, <laughs> Jackie, when we're on the air together, you know, we're always good cop, bad cop. And and I know that because you always have such a lovely way to put it. But I'm going to just I'm going to put the snark back into the opening segment. And I'm just going to say, like, if you are out there listening and you are feeling dumb or you're feeling fat or you're feeling lonely or sad or angry or any of those non-politically correct things we're not supposed to talk about, I just want to say that you have the choice. You have the power to change it you can get up tomorrow morning and you can go to the gym you can you know not you know eat that half a pound of cheesecake or you know whatever it is you have that choice and when you realize that that choice that power resides within you there is nothing you can't do Jackie you are living proof I am living proof you know I had to do you know a complete 180 in my life and reinvent from the ground up I mean financially emotionally spiritually physically you know the whole ball of wax and if I can do it you can do it. And guess what? Our guest today, uh, Mark John Williams, author of Selling on the Edge, he has done it. He's going to tell us when we come back from the break about living in his garage to where he is today. So if you want to get inspired, if you want to get motivated, if you want to get off your ass and have a better life, then today is the day and you need to listen to us. Okay, Jackie, that's what I wanted to say. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, so let's see. We are Powered Up Talk Radio, and uh, I am here today, Sandra Beck, with my co-host. Filling in for Linda Franklin is Jackie Silver. She is the owner of a company called Aging Backwards. When we come back from the break, we are going to welcome Mark John Williams. He is a real estate expert that has gone to his from his garage to astronomical success. He has written a great book that can tell us how to do this if you want to change your life, if you want a better life. If you're going second time around, today is the day you need to listen to this show and take notes because, by God, if the three of us can do it, so can you. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use as genealogy research, repurpose, or even monetize found footage. Discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed. Or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many. For more on Rhonda and the show, go to our website, homemovielegacy.com. Then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the WOW Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Powered up with Beck and Franklin. 
Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Jackie Silver. She is filling in for Linda Franklin, who is at a Bloomingdale's event. So Jackie Silver of AgingBackwards.com is filling in today so that we have our New York connection because our show is from New York to Los Angeles. And Jackie, we've got a great guest today. We're going to be bringing on Mark John Williams. I love that. I have to say Mark John Williams. It's like a serial killer, only, uh, well, I should probably not say that, but they always have three names don't they (laughs) so let's (laughs) yeah there you go all right there's really really no good way to recover from that one Um, but Mark I want to start out with you because you were at one point according to your biography living in a garage and that's just a story that has to be told All right, serial killer in a garage. Thanks for that intro. Awesome intro. I'm so glad to be here with you lovely ladies and on this wonderful radio station. What a treat. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like it. I love it. I want more of it. Oh. So, yeah, I was living... Okay, correction. <laughs> I was living in a friend's garage because obviously I did not own a property at the time. So a friend of mine going to UCLA getting his MBA, had a place with a garage. And the ba- he had roommates in his place. So I ended up living, uh, I was pushing 30, and, you know, I've been selling houses for a while to no avail. And I was, I had no money. So he let me rent his garage for $100 a month. And I laid carpet down and had a good airbed, So it was all good. So I guess what my question first to you is, this is Jackie over here. What were you thinking? Like, what goes through your mind when, you, when you're homeless like that? You really got to kind of homeless because even living in a garage, I can't even say Adam's dream location. Um, you know, I didn't, I kept, my, uh, I kept my head up. I'm a hockey player. I grew up in Minnesota. And one of the things I've always done is, as find the bright side of things. And I guess you could call it, I wasn't technically homeless. I just was broke and I did what I had to do. And it started with, uh, you know, reeling back uh, my expenses and starting from the bottom. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to stay in Los Angeles, the best I can do is afford this garage rather than pack my bags, go home with my tail between my legs, running back to Minnesota. I said I was going to give it 90 days. He said you could stay there for 90 days for 300 bucks, and you know I made the best of it, and it turned my life around because it made me realize that you know life is short, and got to be grateful for the small things. And it made me realize like we're all the same, no one's any better or any worse. And living in that garage made me really find out who I am and what I really want to do, and that was. Um, help other people and and that's why the selling on the edge it came from service whereas when I started I was coming from a different place I was thinking make money what's in it for me what's in it for me and when I was really at the bottom of my barrel it made me realize I gotta look to be of service and that's changed everything you know, Mark, and this is Sandra, but you weren't living in that garage alone. There was a, a, a four-legged friend that came by and gave you some helpful inspiration, we shall say. <laughs> Ricky, 
Ricky Raccoon, I love him. I mean, I was sitting there. Yeah, I used to lock the door with the. Um, I would close the garage. It was one of those pull down things, and I would put a. You know, I grew up in Minnesota, so I loved playing hockey. I had a hockey stick in the garage, and I would jam the hockey stick into the door so no one could like push it open or, you know, when I go to sleep. And no one could get in or out except me unless you remove the hockey stick. And one night I ordered a pizza to my garage, went to bed, left the pizza open, left the pizza box open, woke up in the middle of the night to see a raccoon had withered his way into the garage and was eating the pizza. I jumped up out of my seat, bumped my head on the ceiling, grabbed the hockey stick, you know, chased off Ricky Raccoon, and then I had a good laugh and just said... You know, this could be my bottom, and it was. And that that moment on, um, you know, I started to appreciate life and just the small things. And it came again, coming from service and gratitude is what took over. And that's you know, what changed my life. Not selling. I started to sell some houses, but it's because I changed my mindset from what's in it for me or how am I going to make money or to, you know, I got to be grateful for every living moment. And I was just, I laughed and laughed and laughed and it was three in the morning and I'd never been happier. You know, Mark, I love your story. And I like the stories that you were telling before, Sandra, also, because I think one of the things that's a common theme here is that when you take on the story and you have that kind of rough start, or even if it's rough in the middle or even later in life, it's those things that those are the people who want to give, like you said, you wanted to be of service. Those are the people who want those encore careers later because, you know, Sandra said before, those things, um, you know, they pound you and they sharp and they, and they, and like they turn you into a diamond. And I think those things to, to stick to Mark. So I want to know from you, like, about changing your life, like at what point was it that you just decided I can be happy no matter what's going on? Was it when the raccoon broke in or? <laughs> well, the point, really the turning point was, was when I stopped thinking about myself and I realized selling houses or any career you're gonna embark upon or if you wanna change your life, really it's, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. If that makes sense. And I'll say it again because it's a power. If you change the way you look at things, the things you, you look at will change. And that's what started to happen. I simply put on a new set of glasses and said, I'm going to be of service. I'm going to come from gratitude. I'm going to be the, you know, I'm not saying I'm the first realtor to use service as my mantra. But it wasn't being trained, and it, it's not common. Everybody says there's a million dollars, make your money, and go out there and make millions. And nobody teaches the basics, like what you were talking about, to get an encore career and how people feel so happy when they start becoming of service. It's like it's the big, giant secret. If you want more of anything, just you have to give that thing away. And that's, that was the turning point that and being broke and I couldn't, it was tough to bring a date home. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, Jackie. We're both single. Guy brings us to a garage. I mean, the raccoon, maybe. I probably would have thought that was kind of cool, but pizza on a blow-up mattress. I don't know, Jackie. What about you? Well, I like pets, so the <laughs> raccoon would have impressed me a lot. <laughs> hey, now, hey, now, hey, now. Let's just rewind. There was one very sweetheart, down-to-earth girl that I actually dated, and she stayed a couple nights at the garage motel. I mean, it, you know, and and she was a keeper, but unfortunately things didn't work out. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I got to say, you know, a, a date with a raccoon in an air mattress, you know, I don't know, Jackie, we'll, 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 we'll let the audience decide on that one. Um, but I want to ask you, Mark, like, what you were talking about when you explained uh, that that like that change that you had in your perspective, and it was very similar to the change I had when I was watering with my lawn with my mom, and she's like, "Like, get over yourself! Like, this is not all about you. This is about serving others. This is about what you can contribute to the world, what you can do." And you really changed that perspective from me to them, and then it's an amazing thing. It's like um like a fairy wand or something or a magic potion or fairy dust that all of a sudden when you switch that perspective from me to them and you start doing your thing uh good things start to happen so let's talk about that upswing you know we've had a lot of fun with the raccoon in the garage now let's focus about when you made that paradigm shift from me to them them being service and gratitude and humility and all those things you teach in your book what happened in your life from that point forward well, I gave myself that 90 days or I was going to literally pack my bags and hang up my skates. And what happened was instead of approaching people with, you know, what's in it for me, it was simply how can I be of service? And people can smell that. And when they can sense that you're there for them and not for yourself, then you start to attract people into your life. Like everybody, the word gets out like, oh, this guy's solid and he wants to help people and he's not just after your commission. And, and it takes a lot of humility because there's a lot of egos in California and anywhere. And to say to someone like, you know, I'll help you even if you just want to rent an apartment or need some advice on a good moving company or, you know, can I help you? Um, move. I used to help people move. They'd already they sold their house with another agent, and then they'd come to. They'd say, "Oh, we're moving," and our agent disappeared, and we need some help. And I just, anytime someone needed a hand, I started putting my face into that situation and didn't think about selling them a house. I was completely detached from the outcome. I just wanted to say, you know what? I served them. Karma will come my way, and then I started to get referrals because um, I came from a, a great place of service, and people recognize that. I mean, we all meet people every day that are either in a position of service, or you can tell when they're they're really not looking out for your best interest. It's it's pretty pretty obvious. And Absolutely. That Mark, I got to take us to commercial break. This is Powered Up Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Jackie Silver. When we come back from the break, we are going to talk to Mark John Williams of SellingOnTheEdge.com.
we've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend, Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraisemillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Jackie Silver today. Linda Franklin has the day off. For those of you that want to learn more about Jackie Silver, you can go to agingbackwards.com. And you know what, Jackie? I feel younger already just just sharing the airwaves with you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. i got to identify us to the, to the public. Uh, you can find us on toginet.com under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can also go to iTunes. All of our episodes are there available for download at iTunes.com under Powered Up Talk Radio. And for those of us that want to learn more about Jackie, myself, Linda Franklin, and all the great guests that we've had on over the years, you can come to PoweredUpTalkRadio.com. We're just everywhere. So, okay, 
we're going to switch gears a little bit and we are going to talk about three things that you can do, have, be, or whatever uh, to get your Encore career. And for those of you who missed the first half of the show, an Encore career is a career that, as Jackie so wonderfully pointed out, it's a second career, but it's not just a second career. It's a second career with a purpose. It has meaning attached to it. It allows us to give back, to do something, you know, our, our, our big give back to the world, which is something that happens to us in our 40s, 50s, and 60s when we choose a second career. So I'm going to throw the mic over to Jackie. And Jackie, I'm going to let you start this segment with Mark. Okay, well, we're talking with Mark John Williams, author of Selling on the Edge, sellingontheedge.com. And we've already got some great background on Mark, but now we want to get to like the hard questions. So what are the three things to get your encore career, Mark? Talk to us about that. Whoa. (laughs) Three things. I love it. Be three biggest things you can do. Well, I would have to say, number one, you got to be yourself. Um, And what that means, because everybody's heard that since the time they were two, and I can thank Sandra for this, but it's really, you got to learn how to bring out the you and you. Because everybody wants to meet the real you. And you know what? A lot of times, somewhere after, I don't know if it's slightly after college and maybe after your second or third job, a lot of people start to hit like the, the doldrums, I call it, you know, time to make the donuts, get up at eight, go to work by nine, come home by six, go to bed by nine, get up by nine, yada, yada, yada. And it just, you just start to lose your passion. So, um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because of that commercial. I don't know if anyone's seen it where the guy, time to make the donuts, but it is, uh, it's so true. You got to learn how to bring out the you and you because that's what's going to like launch your new career. And kind of like when Stella got her groove back, that's what it's all about bringing out the you and you so the world can see what you're all about. And that's number one. And that just means finding your passions if you want to break it down to the next step, which, you know, in, in selling on the edge, we call it finding your passion arenas. Instead of telling people to go out there and find a job or find a client, we tell them to figure out their three biggest passion arenas. And it's so important to know what gets you juiced, you know, what gets you high. You talked about the helper's high. Well, this is the, uh, the passion pill. What gets you juiced in the morning? And if you don't know those three things, then you might as well go back in that garage and stick a hockey stick in it. Um, <laughs> Oh. Wait a minute, I'm going to cut you off before you go on to, to number three, because you're going way too fast for, for me and Jackie over here. Um, okay, so, all right, we're talking about bringing out the you and you and, you know, be yourself or whatever you put it. I mean, for those of us, Mark, that have a hard time defining that, you know, and I get it, like I get, you know, what you were talking about, but how do we figure that one out? I mean, is there a formula? Do we just read your book? I mean, is this described in your book where we can find that information? Cause that's a hard one for me. It really is. It's, and you're not alone in that, Sandra, you're not alone. Most people, they're afraid to admit their hobbies or their passions because they're like embarrassed about it. And you know, no one wants to say, well, my true passion is painting. Maybe because when they were little and they started to paint and one of their parents said, you know, you you should be an engineer and not a painter. So, boom, they stuffed that way down and 
every year goes by and it keeps getting stuffed down. So you got to go back to when you were a kid, what you did when you had fun. You know, if you had a bazillion dollars in the bank, what would you do tomorrow for fun? And these are just things that can start to unleash your passions. And that's what uh, we teach in our first class of Selling on the Edge. Find your passion arena. For example, mine was uh, hockey and kids and, you know, going out to the bar. So instead of sitting open houses, I started um, going to hockey events and that's where I met clients. Well, you know what, I think one of the key things that you just hit on was you started going out to hockey events and that's where you met clients. It's what I tell people all the time when asked me, you know, about, you know, aging backwards or tips. And I tell them, do the things you love to do. So go to the film you like to go to or do the things you love to do. And that's where you meet the people who are like minded. I totally agree. And I mean, let's do an example. Jackie, what's your, you know, let's put you on the spot. What's your passion? Well, funny that you mentioned painting because that is one of my passions, painting and photography. And no, I don't do any of those. You don't do any of those. Like, I'm sorry, your feed is, is breaking up. But did you say you don't do any of your your passions? Well, I don't do painting and photography because I'm so busy doing my business and my work and family and obligations. So, yeah, I don't take enough time to do my passions. And that's not unusual because people think immediately, well, my passion, I can't make any money doing it. And that's the first, that's the first brain baggage that goes off in their head as well. I love painting or photography, but I can't make any money in it. And so how can you figure out a way to like start to maybe work in the photography business or the painting industry, you know, go get a job at a, at a, uh, what do you call it? An art gallery or something, you know, you got to go in baby steps. You can't go from the garage to the white house overnight. <laughs> so, Mark, that. I got to ask you, brain baggage, you just said something that that, you know, caught my ear and I'm like, brain baggage, I don't I don't know what that is. You'll need to you'll need to explain that to me. I think it's just a, a term we came up with in selling on the edge. That is another way to say uh, a limiting belief that is absolutely false. So we all we all carry around our brain baggage like, oh, I'm not good enough or oh, I could never do that or I could never do this because my mom or my dad or my uncle or all my friends tell me, you know, and we, we've gotten so programmed over the years, we now believe it. So you got to break that pattern. And sometimes being in the garage, literally you find out what your passions are. And that's why um, step two is, or one of the other things you mentioned, three things to get your encore career, you have to learn, a little bit about focusing, which is a, another topic. I don't know if you want to go there now, but that is a, that is a great way to figure out your passions. You have to learn about focus. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because I was like, oh, my God, good thing Mark remembered we were supposed to go over the three things. I mean, it's <laughs> I think we have to talk about focus since I clearly am so unfocused on the show today. Um, 
Mark, why don't you talk a little bit about the importance of focus? And I know we hear that all the time. It's like solid fundamental football. It's like if I hear that one more time on ESPN, I'm going to like, you know, it should be a drinking game or something like that. But I really want to pull that focus apart so so we can understand it because it's not enough just to hear some catchy, cool thing. You got to kind of chew on it, digest it, and then make it part of you for what we learn to actually become effective. Yeah, focus is something that you can actually learn to do. It's like a muscle. And I, my brain baggage was that, oh, you're either focused or you're not. You're either tall or you're short. There's no in-between when it comes to focus. You either are a train wreck who has ADD and you're doomed for life, or you have this master ability to focus like Tiger Woods on a golf course. Well, I figured out through trial and error that the steps to, to get focus and one thing you have to do is avoid weapons of mass distraction, I call them. You have to literally learn how to avoid all these things out there that will distract you, like emails and internets and brain baggage. And you got to tune out all this stuff. So that's really important in order to get your encore career going. Um, focus is is a muscle and you can learn it. And anybody out there who thinks, oh, they have ADD or they just can't concentrate, you can learn to focus. And Sandra, you're living proof because we've worked on this a million times and you and I both improved in this area light years. Oh my God, Jackie, I have to tell you something about Mark and my, you know, working on a project together this year. We're both sitting in the restaurant at Chili's in the bar area at this high table. And, you know, Mark is talking while he's watching like the ESPN highlight reels. I'm talking to him while I'm watching the Florida Gators on one screen and the LA Kings on the other. And, you know, it was like somebody needed to take his head, my head, knock them together and go, okay, you two focus because between the two of us we were running all over the map and when we work together like that we can create awesome things but I swear to God I'm chasing down like the shiny object over here and Mark's like batting the 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 beam of light from the windows thing and we're (laughs) it's it's something that I really had to learn and Mark brought that to my attention and really helped me focus is hard for me um and Jackie I know we only have you know a minute left but can you talk about focus with you and then go ahead and close out the segment oh well you know what (laughs) I kind of have a hard time focusing sometimes too and so I kind of have a little tip for that for people who are listening when I'm talking about focusing for me I'm talking about focusing like getting stuff done and so what I do is I make tiny tiny little deadlines for myself for example okay I can look at many things for 10 minutes and in 10 minutes from now, I'm going right into the next thing I have to do. And at 11.30, I'm going to work out. And at 12.30, I'm going to make that phone call I've been dreading. So those are the kinds of things you can do. Make those deadlines for yourself. And our next deadline is going to commercial break. So when we come back from the break, we're going to visit more with Mark John Williams of Selling on the Edge. This is Sandra Beck and Jackie Silver. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Information about book publishing is power. 
the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready to have some fun with some brand new insights from science. Join us for the radio show of scientist Oe Nandi. Born of Indian and Swiss parents, this linguist and biologist authored the book Human Language Evolution and will tell you the story of human history, why it began in Africa, and why there arose blonde people, how America was populated, and we'll be answering some much more similar thrilling questions. Scientist Owe Nandi is here to simplify the complex and to give us insight into our history and maybe even share one of his poems from one of two publications. Join us every Wednesday at 12 noon central on TogiNet Radio for an insightful show with host, scientist, and poet, Oe Nandi. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Jackie Silver today. Linda Franklin has the day off, and our guest today has been Mark John Williams. You can find his book and more things about him at sellingontheedge.com. It's spelled just like it sounds, sellingontheedge.com. He has a book available. It's available on Amazon. It's also available on Smashwords and Kindle. There's a hard copy. There's pretty much everything you need to change your life, especially if you're unhappy, unsatisfied in your career and you want to have a career that can give you the financial freedom and the time that you uh, need to pursue the things that you want to pursue. Now, Jackie, you brought up something really important uh, during the commercial break. You were talking about the importance of influencers and, you know, people who influence us can either influence, you know, influence to the good or to the bad. And, you know, when I use that analogy about Mark and I having lunch and chilies you know where you know thank god we influence each other in positive ways going mark focus sand focus oh my god what are we doing um but it really is vitally important that the people who influence us in our lives are not only recognized but they are also embraced in part of us and that we protect ourselves from those influences that might not get us to where we want to be and i i did that in a nice way jackie normally i'd say we want to get the losers out of our life but but because i'm going to be like you i'm just going to say we want to keep the people who enhance us so i'm going to put the mic over to you and i want you to ask your question about uh influencers positive influencers with respect to mark's career well thank 
thank you. And obviously, I'm a positive influencer because you changed your strategy already, huh? <laughs> I got bangs because of you. And that was a big deal. But that's for another show. I love it. And you know what? It's so great because I want to be somebody who influences people in a positive way. And when I was reading Mark's bio, something really resonated with me, Mark. And I just want you to share with um, the people listening about your father's ironclad principle. What a wonderful way to grow up, to have a father who was such a positive influence in your life. <laughs> yeah, good old Phil. Good old TRW who looks like, uh, for those of you who want to get a visual, he kind of looks like W. He looks like George W. Bush, but he's uh, more on the Democratic side. Anyway, my dad was great because he I learned from his actions and not what he said. I never, you know... Um, and that's, I think, a, I'm very fortunate. Great parents, I always thought, you learn from their behavior more than what they tell you. And that's one of the things I picked up. He was, uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He was an accountant. And he was great at developing a relationship first before he ever tried to help someone or offer help or try to sell them. He wanted to make sure that the relationship was sound so they knew that he was coming from a spirit of service and that's where relationship first sell second came from jackie my dear well, thank you yes thank you for for telling me that. and i i i people listening can really relate to that, that that they want to form those important relationships right sandra Absolutely. You know, when I think about, you know, some of the things that, that the, the people who influenced me positively told me in my life, even like, you know, it sounds so silly, like that watering my garden, you know, and talking to my dead mother. And she's like, you know, get up, get over it and be that audacious girl I know you to be. That has not left my head. And every time I get you know, tired or frustrated or mad and I don't want to do whatever it is I need to do, I just think of that going, all right, Sand, get up, you know, get over it and be that audacious girl. And that was like one little phrase that can stick with you forever in those phrases in our heads. I think that's what Mark was talking about, the brain baggage. When they're not good baggage, then it's like brain baggage in your head. But if it's good stuff, that can actually propel you to greatness. So true. Yeah. If you have, you know, it's how you're programmed and, and sometimes you have to reprogram the noggin in order to have that encore career. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, returning the whole thing and starting fresh. And that's, what's so great about it. You know, just a, a new start, a clean slate, a blank canvas, whatever you want to call it. You know, I want to ask you, Mark, you know, you just said something that, that resonated with me. You talked about like a clean slate, a fresh start. You know, by the time most of us get to the ripe old age of 40, we have baggage. Like, you know, I like to look at my kids not as baggage. I like to think of them as like matching luggage that I carry forward. And I'm not divorced. I'm simply recycled. And, you know, those are really great positive ways for me to put the things in my life that have been painful you know, but have shaped me. And one of the biggest things that you talked to me about, and, you know, I really took home with me every single day is that, that 
forgiveness component. And, you know, when you've been beat up in life, when you've been beat up in your career, if you can't get to that forgiveness place, and I want to talk about forgiving ourselves as well as forgiving others, it's really hard to be successful. It is because you're carrying around a whole bag of rocks that that'll hold you down and hold you back and you know when I go on these seminars I bring a really good friend of mine her name's Amanda Madsen with me who's had the most insane tragic things happen to her in her life yet she was able to forgive someone who was very abusive to her she tells her story and I walk into real estate offices and I say okay today we're going to talk about humility forgiveness service and gratitude and they look at me for a minute like I'm from Mars but then 90 minutes later, you know, there's not a dry eye in the house. They understand why they've been struggling for, you know, a while. And when they hear Amanda Madsen's story, um, which I can share a snippet of, you know, they realize forgiving people will help you get a fresh start. It'll, it's like losing weight. It's letting go of the past so you can, like, propel yourself into the future and have that encore career that you always wanted. So nothing's holding you back. So now you have a clean slate, you're being yourself, you're focused, and the only next thing to do is to go out there and get your fail on, which, uh, which is the best part. So, Mark, go ahead and share a bit of that story that you were going to ask, and then afterwards I want to ask you an important question. Oh, I'd love to. And um, Amanda was, uh, it was her 16th birthday, and she woke up at 4.30 in the morning to her dad grabbing her by the neck, dragging her out onto the driveway where her, where her 10, uh, 16th birthday presents were lined up. And he said, um, do you like this gift? And she was crying, and he smashed it with a sledgehammer in front of her. Then he grabbed her by the hair, dragged her to the next gift, and said, what do you think of this gift? And he smashed that one, and it was this ordeal. It was tragic. The neighbors came out. And he got to the last gift. She was sobbing. And he said, don't ever be late again. And he went back in the house. What happened is she had gone out the night of her 16th birthday. And she came back like 30 minutes late. And the father was just abusive. And, you know, cut to 20 years later. She's 36. She's now been in a series of terrible relationships. Um, About a year ago, she finally came to the point where she said, I just simply have to forgive my dad. She met with him and and told him no matter what he did, she forgave him and she understands that um, whatever he did, you know, it wasn't the real him. He cried, they cried. She's now gone on to meet a great guy. They're engaged. She has a new career selling jewelry because that was her passion. She's the most inspiring little firecracker anyone could ever meet. But for 20 years, she suffered from, you know, getting fired, always reactive, always fighting with relationships, all because she had this hate and angst towards her father. When she forgave him, everything changed. Okay, but my question is, how do you forgive something like that that's so unforgivable? That's so awesome. I love the story. But how do you, you know, do you have to trick yourself into believing that you really forgive the person? What is the the magic of forgiving? Well, we're going to have to get her on the air next week to ask her that. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. I, that's the challenge. Can you forgive someone? And it's, it's really difficult. But forgiveness, you know, everyone's heard the phrase, forgiveness shall set you free. It is, you guys. It's the simple decision to forgive. And I know that sounds really hokey. It's very, very hard, but it's like switching a light on and off. You know, you can you can choose to eat, not eat. You can choose to forgive, not forgive. You can choose to drink, not drink. You know, there's all these choices that we have to make in our life. And when you make that choice, you can move forward with healing. Now, I'm going to jump in really quick because we're getting close to the end of the show. Mark, you said something about get your fail on. What? Uh, what is that? What does get your fail on? Well, get your fail on means simply go out there and and don't be afraid to fail. So if you're starting an encore career and your passion is painting or photography, like I said, you can't go from the garage to the White House. So go to a you know a gallery and walk in there and ask someone for a job and be prepared for them to tell you no, you're not experienced, you're not good enough. And embrace that instead of saying, oh, I failed. The more you fail, the more you're going to, like Jackie was saying, sharpen the diamond. And that's what people, once you can embrace failure and fail forward, like all, I can't think of the author, but it's phenomenal. It'll change your life. Failing forward, embracing failure. I've failed a million times, but you know what? The million and one time was uh, a $15 million sale. Well, and Mark, you've had over $50 million in residential real estate sales success. So, you know, I think that you're definitely somebody uh, worth listening to. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of uh, Powered Up Talk Radio on TogiNet. My co-host today is Jackie Silver of Aging Backwards. And for those of you who want to know what to take away from today's show, you need to fail forward. For those of you struggling with forgiveness, I need you to try it. Fail it, try it again, keep going until you figure out what forgiveness means to you. It's a battle worth waging. Your life will be better. We've we've come a long way on this show. We've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about humility. We've talked about gratitude. We've talked about change of life careers. For those of you that are regular listeners, I want you to stay with us because next week we're going to have Carol Brody come on and it's going to be amazing. You're going to change your life. You're going to be happier. You're going to be thinner. And if Jackie's on with me, you will be younger too. (laughs) Yay. Thank you. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage,